Get ready to hear the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth about the United States healthcare system. With your host of the Medical Truth Podcast, James Egidio. Hi, I'm James Egidio. Welcome to the Medical Truth Podcast. In my last episode titled Biological Dangers of 5G and EMF Radiation, I interviewed Dr. Martin Powell, a retired biochemistry and science professor from Washington State University who has researched and published numerous articles on the biological dangers of 5G and EMF radiation. In this episode, my guest is a diligent Substack journalist and podcaster with his wife. The podcast is called The Power Couple, and they coach people back to health by having them ditch their dependence on 5G and EMF exposure for a happier, healthier, and more prosperous life. Please welcome to the Medical Truth Podcast, my guest, Mr. Roman Shapoval. Roman, welcome to the Medical Truth Podcast. How are you doing today? Doing fabulous, James. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. For the viewers and listeners of the Medical Truth Podcast, a little bit about who you are and what you do. Thanks for having me on. I used to be a tech salesman for 15 years in New Jersey. And I moved up to Canada when I met my wife and I did a 180 career shift when I found out how much technology was affecting us all. And actually that a lot of these devices can cause cancer. Because when I was a teenager, my mother, grandmother, grandfather, they all passed away from cancer. When I found out that there was a link between the two, it made me really research what's happening with our health. I've always been, been, been big into fitness and nutrition. I was a, a meathead, you would call it, back in New Jersey, in the Jersey Shore days as a teenager, taking lots of protein shakes, doing all kinds of stuff like that. And But then I realized that health isn't just about fitness. It's about the mind. It's about our soul. It's about all different aspects. I studied psychology in college because I was fascinated with how people's uh, minds work, how relationships work. And that, again, brought me full circle into technology and how a lot of us are becoming addicted to technology. So that made me really launch full steam ahead and connect with other activists who focus on what's known as EMF or electromagnetic fields around the world. I connected with Arthur Furstenberg and help him with his social media. He wrote The Invisible Rainbow. And I write for Children's Health Defense Canada as a blogger and also safe living technologies out of Ontario, provide shielding products, meters, and consulting services. And when the pandemic started in 2020, I became licensed as a building biology advocate. Now, building biology means the study of holistic living, how basically how our dwellings, how our housing affects our biology. And a big facet of that is EMF. And when I saw what was happening, with the deployment of 5G around the world and how it dovetailed with the pandemic, that made me really uh, interested uh, and in researching all this. So currently I blog about EMF on Substack. Uh, I also have a one-on-one course that I'm releasing with my wife who focuses on the sleep aspect. And we also have a podcast called The Power Couple where we help people power on with the sunrise, power off addictive technology, and power through relationships that all start with you. And 
really our passion is to empower people with ancestral strategies and to regenerate modern humans by repurposing the power of the past. Because there's so many things like when in my days training in the gym, I saw so many supplements being sold, all these things that people were just throwing money left and right. Even with naturopaths, they sell a lot of supplements, but I want to empower people with knowledge so they don't need to take supplements. All they need is their breath, sunlight, routines, sleep, and the right mindset. And that'll get us so far because in the end, let's just say the internet goes down or things get broken. We need to have that knowledge. That's the only thing that lasts forever. And that's what I really want to pass down onto people and impart is that knowledge of less is more. And yeah. that's what I'm here for right now on Substack, just trying to educate people about how light affects us more than food and how there are so many things we can do in our environment, especially now when we feel helpless. We feel like we're being bombarded left and right with satellites or 5G or the latest 7G gadget coming down the road. But there is so much we can do. Yes, it'll be a long haul, but there is a lot we can do. And the first step is raising awareness. And so I thank you for having me on. Absolutely. What compelled you to decide to investigate 5G further? Because a lot of people take it for granted, the dangers of 5G and a lot of the stuff that's around us. And of course, we have a lot of experts. I had just interviewed Dr. Martin Paul, who's a retired uh, biochemist and a professor at Washington State University who's an expert on electromagnetic frequencies and 5G and the dangers of that, uh, especially the uh, biological dangers of that. In fact, the last episode I just did was with Dr. Martin Paul, but it sounds like something compelled you to start investigating this. What was that? It was just when I found out that it was going to be in addition to all these frequencies, not replacing it. That was one thing that kind of caught my eye because in the background, I'm thinking, all right, how much can we really take? How much assault can we take? But <clears throat> honestly, I have to credit my my deeper dive down the rabbit hole, especially 5G to Jack Cruz. I don't know if you've heard of him, but oh. uh, yeah, he's a fantastic uh, resource, previous neurosurgeon out of the Bronx, and he now... He basically retrained himself uh, in the medical field how to perform brain surgery without a scalpel, he says. <laughs> and uh, he does that by educating people on light and how leptin, which is the light hormone, how that affects uh, us. And he came on a podcast with Luke Story back in 2017. It was called The Lifestylist Podcast, and it was called The 5G Apocalypse. And he started talking about all these things. Like I already knew about EMF and how harmful it was. But when he started talking about 5G, especially how the shorter wave frequencies can are going to be well closer to their to our homes. And they're going to be a lot more intense than what's already out there. That really piqued my interest. And he was so passionate about it. And he explained it so well. That kind of really made, put a fire under my, under my rear end. Yeah. And, and, yeah, so that I'd have to credit my, not my interest in health or EMF, but going deeper down the rabbit hole of 5G with Jack Cruz, K-R-U-S-E, and he has a website, jackcruz.com, and he explains how EMFs affect 
our biology and how we use sunlight. And that's a big premise of my Substack is I distill is brain surgery and a lot of these concepts that are hard for the normal person to understand. And I distill it to a way that people can't understand. So you did this deep dive into the 5G technology and a lot of this, these EMFs and, and, and whatnot. And so on a normal day, how do you avoid those? How do you minimize that, I should say, or not really avoid it? Because I don't mm-hmm. think any of us could avoid it, but how would you minimize it? Or how do you minimize it on a personal level? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Number one, I clean up my body. So I kind of work from the inside out. I try to have as little metal uh, inside of my body, number one. So I'm detoxing constantly with stuff like chlorella, which is uh, removing heavy metals from the blood. I constantly, I wear wool all the time. I have merino wool on, which uh, even in the summer, it's very breathable. And uh, merino wool um, will actually regulate the electromagnetic frequencies in our environment, whereas cotton can insulate frequencies and make you more subjected to it. A lot of our clothing has polyester, which has, it is not very electrically uh, stable. It can really attract a lot of fields. Number one, treating my skin and my clothing as my second skin is the strategy I take. But just to back up on that, like with anything else, first want to remove what we can control, right? Dirty electricity is probably the biggest culprit and it's one of these things that's in everybody's home now dirty electricity what that is it's transient or stray voltage that comes from our neighbors homes or from the power company and it creates spikes in our homes and those spikes ride along the electrical wiring and can also coalesce or combine with other emfs in the environment such like such as 5g or any other intense. So if we reduce the ambient level of radiation in our homes, our electricity, and we can do that by simply shutting off power to rooms we don't need, or by having filters, which I I bought filters, I keep them on, and at night I shut the power off. That's one strategy that we can do right there that it's gonna drastically reduce our everyday exposure because See, it's not so many of us are scared of the, these lasers or the satellites or these beam forming weapons. And yeah, they can all produce damage, but it's that how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? And that's right. the problem is all the research on EMFs, it's, they don't take into account low level chronic exposure, right? They'll say that non-ionizing, which is what cell phones are, non-ionizing radiation isn't harmful. But that's because they don't take into account crime. People don't just use a cell phone for one minute of their lives and that's it, right? So, right. Or even our, our electrical fields in their home. So there are so many things I do. Uh, and really, it's all like a combination um, of things. But um, with 5G, number one, I don't have um, uh, a cell phone that's 5G enabled. Don't have any internet thing, <laughs> right? My home is hardwired. Um, I don't use those wireless devices. And yeah, so that those are two things, the, the home wiring, the clothing, what's in our your nutrition, your diet, because you are an antenna for these electromagnetic fields. And then not buying into that paradigm, not buying wireless devices or having those things around us. Because I hear that all the time from people that I try to help. Oh, it's all around us. We hear that from my family. Oh, what are you going to do? It's right. all around us. 
it's our choice. It doesn't have to be around us. So sure, it's a cop out. But, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff I do. Yeah. So was there a time when you were dependent on a wireless cell phone? And and if so, when was that? And yeah, no, great question. When I was selling technology in New Jersey, I was selling computers. So I was constantly on that thing and scrolling all the time, waiting for the next text to come from a client or on Facebook, my iPad. I had all, I was just like, ah, it's safe. They would have told us nothing's happening to me. Nothing's wrong with me, right? That kind of mentality until a couple of years later, all of a sudden I look at myself and I'm like burnt out. I'm gaining waist, gaining weight around the hips. I'm not, not feeling great. Yeah, probably in my 30s. I'd say mm-hmm. I was using that, and that was about 10 years ago. So what it sounds like you're saying is you did find a noticeable difference in your overall health then when you were using these devices as opposed to not using them. Yeah, absolutely. I would say it's a subtle kind of uh, difference because you get used to it like anything else. It's like in a, an addict, right, or or anybody who becomes obese. You don't become obese overnight, right? Right. Or people say, oh, I, I got cancer. Well, you didn't just get cancer. It was you ate like crap for 20 years, right? Or you did something. So it was just, it was a gradual kind of lowering of energy, of vitality, my eyes, dark circles around my eyes. I would wake up in the morning feeling hungover without drinking, right? Because the melatonin was probably still in my system from all the blue light I was exposing myself to my body wasn't kicking into regenerate mode until three in the morning. So now it's wake up seven, 8 AM and I feel like crap and drinking coffee all day to, to mitigate that. Yeah. It's, it really creeps up on you. Yeah. It sounds like too, what you're saying is that if you are going to become, if you are dependent on these devices or if you're using them, let's say a cell phone, for instance, probably one of the best things to do is just minimize the use, maybe perhaps even keep the your smartphone off on the in the off position when you're not using it at all maybe quit using it at a certain hour of the day or be just before you several hours before you go to bed so you don't get the blue screen effect correct that's what it sounds like yeah i mean it's uh, for sure you can definitely do those things i um i think it's uh it takes a lot of discipline to be able to do that. You, you can do it eventually. I advise people, if they don't need the cell phone, think about all the reasons you need a cell phone. And eventually you won't need it. You'll find that you just need the hardwire connection to your computer and the desktop. You can get so much more done. See, because the problem is with these cell phones, they say that they don't radiate or they don't do anything when they're off. But we know that they, for instance, even spy on us when they're when they're off the microphone is always on even airplane mode itself there's spyware and that's something that's a a software that will trick us into thinking that it's actually doing something that the phone isn't for instance it'll show that the phone is on airplane mode (laughs) when it really is not so we just can't trust these things and i've taken measurements with my radio frequency meter and even confirmed with other emf activists like arthur furstenberg and he'll he knows that these cell phones, even when they're off, or even when they're in airplane mode, they still radiate. They still give a residual current. I'm not trying to be a Luddite, but I think they're just, we need to use <laughs> technologies in a smart way. 
Right. And I don't want a perfect to be the enemy of good. Hey, if you're if you're interested in any of this, baby steps are important. So right. the best thing we can do, I think even without the screen filters, personally, like my wife and I, we share a phone because she still has a, a day job. We hardwire it. But uh, we keep it in the garage in, in, at night. Love so it. It's in a tin box, it's in a cookie tin, and it's in the garage. So guess what? If you want to really get the phone, you're going to go into the garage and get it, but chances are you're not going to. It's right. like there's a, if there's a tin of cookies right on this kitchen table here, I'm chances are I'm going to eat it, right, because they're right in front of me. So if the cell phone's sure. around us, we're going to use it. So the best thing you can do is draw those boundaries, and none of us is the president of the United States. Nobody can get a hold of us at 8 o'clock at night, right? Who cares? We miss a call. We'll get back to them the next day. And it just, your life is going to change. Believe me. You know, yeah. It's hardwired yeah. phone. It goes to answering machine. And I actually have real calls with, with my family now. It's done present. And it's the thing we think that our lives are going to get so much more difficult without a cell phone. A life actually improves without a cell phone, right? And that's yeah. what we've forgotten how to live. Sure. So what you're saying is if I put my cell phone, even in my vehicle at night, which is in the garage, I'm, I'm pretty much safe, right? Yeah, I would say so. I would say so. As long as it's, I would put it in a tin box or something where it's insulated because it can, if it, even if it's in your car and it has the data on, it's going to be pulling signal from the nearest tower. And if your data, if your signal is very weak, it can draw in up to 10,000 times more radiation actually on one bar than on a full strength four or five bars because right. now it's pulling from 10 different towers versus one tower. So if you put it in your car, just shut it off. And, uh, and, and at the very least, if you don't have a tin box, just shut it off, put it in your car. And, and then at least, hey, there's distance and it's out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. Yeah. How about wrapping it in foil and putting it in your car? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah tin foil will work. Yeah. Or how about if I wrap it in tin foil, take it down to the beach, which is down the street from the house, and just throw it in the ocean and never use it again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then that's not fair to all those you know, dolphins and everything. You'll be forget. That's the worst thing we found. That's what I tell my wife too. I it's funny because my wife she uses her phone at night sometimes to put herself to sleep by looking at scrolling through whatever, reading articles or whatever. And I keep telling her and she's complaining about insomnia sometimes waking up at all different hours of the evening. And sometimes she don't even get to bed till 11 o'clock and she's still looking on the phone. Hmm. And I said, it's that blue screen. And she just, she doesn't, I can't get it through to her head. The other thing I do that she laughs at is I've actually covered my modem, not completely wrapped it, but covered it, like put a shield around my modem and even the antennas with tinfoil, because tinfoil is a pretty good insulator of any kind of radiation. At least for the most part, it'll mi at least minimize it, if anything, correct? Correct. Yep. So that correct. does work, right? It does work. You just I just advise people to be careful how they do that, because it can re-reflect. Re it's any EMF, especially radio frequency, radiates, right? So it goes out in all directions. Right. So if we don't have that tin foil cinched down 100%, if there's any holes, it can then 
for instance, it'll focus all that radiation in a laser beam in one direction, and it, then it can bounce off walls, things like that. So, yeah, you just you just the only way to really know is to measure it with a meter. But yeah, no, there's lots of people who do that. The best mm-hmm. thing to really do is just unplug the, the Wi-Fi at night, right? But then your wife won't have the thing. Yeah, and that led into a little bit of a dispute with my wife, too, because she's, you know, her family was all in Italy, and her excuse was not that it was an excuse, it's a valid argument, is that if I need to get a phone call from someone at home, and I'm like, oh, geez. But I I did notice, like, since I've covered the modem uh, router with the foil, and it seems like it has minimized it because, like, the head, my head pressure, there was not as much head pressure from, I, at least I felt that's what that was coming from. And I also had one of those lights on my desk that have the, where you can actually put your phone on the uh, light. My wife gave it to me for a gift where you could put your phone on the base of the light and it charges your phone. And I got rid of that. I just have a regular desk lamp. That's good. Yeah. So, yeah. That's good that you did that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to do that. So let me ask you something. I know you mentioned something about what's called uh, supporting your life force. What is that? That's a great question. So for thousands of years, scientists like Newton, Galvani, and um, others always ascribed to what was known as the Elan Vital, or or life force. And that's something that um, is electromagnetic in nature, because there are two forces in nature, main forces, that is electromagnetism, and gravity. And chemistry is just a byproduct of uh, electromagnetism. So everything that we now science knows and talks about, like the cell and what's happening in the cell, the cellular matrix and all these things, it's all chemically based. But uh, electromagnetics is it's untidillion, I believe, is the, it's, I think, about 13 uh, sets of zeros stronger than the force of gravity, but it's not acknowledged by the UN or by the World Health Organization as a potent force of even climate change or anything. For instance, the sun isn't even acknowledged in climate models, but not to digress down that rabbit hole, but our life force is our ability to basically create electrical potential, electromagnetic potential in our body. And that could be done through our nervous system, mainly our cerebrospinal fluid, which is comprised of many minerals like magnesium, manganese, sodium, potassium is a big one. And a lot of us lose those fluids and we don't regenerate those. And that fluid, that cerebral spinal fluid, is what flushes our brain out at night when we sleep. It goes into the deep crevices and folds of our brain and basically does like an oil change for our brain every single night through each cycle of sleep. So that, what I think of as, as life force is the voltage, the electricity that's running through my body. And that's why I've recently become obsessed with measuring my body voltage Uh, grounding every day in front of my desk and and I measure I make sure that there's no transient or foreign voltage getting into my body from other EMFs so my blood and everything is running smoothly because if your blood gets impacted and you have clots or anything like this EMFs can a lot of times cause that because 
you stop being able to oxygenate your blood and EMFs magnetize onto iron, which is in hemoglobin, which is what carries oxygen to our blood. And iron, of course, is magnetic. So when iron gets dislodged by EMFs and disrupted, we can't breathe the right way any, anymore. Our cells, that chemical reaction, it can no longer sustain itself because that electromagnetic life force is being slowly sucked away by magnets in our environment. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that kind of makes Makes, sense. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. In fact, I, when I had interviewed um, Dr. Powell just yesterday, we were talking about that. He was talking about the calcium uh, channels uh, in the heart and has a direct effect at the cellular level at the cell wall with the exchange of calcium voltage gated uh, calcium channels, VGCCs. And he was talking about that, exactly what you're saying. So that supports what he had mentioned more or less in the episode that I had with him just yesterday. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's, and I'm honored to be on the same podcast because I've always looked up to to Martin Paul. He was one of the first researchers that was really calling out everything, how crazy this all was, the experiment with these right. maps. <clears throat> and that's, that's why they give you calcium channel blockers for heart conditions because your heart, we think of calcium, we think of bones, but, Right, our brain and our heart have the most calcium in our bodies, and that's why. Why and what do they give you when you go to the hospital? Oh, an electroencephalogram or electrocardiogram. So this isn't tinfoil hat. This is we have minerals that are electrically based. Right, and I think what it is too is being able to bridge that gap with the public, based on just <clears throat> the physiological and biological effects of this technology, let alone the social uh, implications, because a lot of people are so attached to that. And I'll get into that with you as we progress into this conversation about breaking that and ditching the electronic gadgets, or at least try to minimize it, because that's one of the hardest things to do when you think about it. We're so dependent on that with checking our banking balance, going to the internet or checking it on your phone. And our whole lives are on these gadgets. And they talk about a cyber attack where one day you wake up and all this is pretty much minimized. At least it takes care of what you've been talking about and Dr. Powell's been talking about is the exposure, (laughs) right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) But then it, it... for most people, the most vital thing for them is, oh my gosh, I can't access my bank account or I can't access, you know, the weather. <laughs> we'll go outside and check the weather. Yeah, oh, you know? yeah, I know, I know, I know. Now, let me see what the weather is like. Yeah, you know, you make reservations to travel on online and on your phone and you do everything. You shop online. So they've gotten us I, I more or less where they want us as far as dependency on these gadgets. But I think that's another reason why they're never brought up as far as the dangers of these of this technology, because the lobbying power is probably so strong with this industry that there are no checks and balances with it. In fact, this was a quote that Dr. Powell just made. I, I just actually posted it on his, but he says, putting in tens of millions of 5G antennas without a single biological test of safety has got to be about the stupidest idea anyone has had in the history of the world. That was one of his quotes. 
So there you go, right there. Uh, and you, you back it up too with your research and your time there. So you were talking about a voltage meter, right? And mm -hmm. testing this and grounding yourself. Um, and I know for a lot of people, sleep is very important, of course, for all of us. You talked about creating a sleep sanctuary with a voltage meter. Let's discuss that a little bit. What is that? Yeah. So in my training as uh, in building biology, see, at the, the study of building biology, they're the first discipline to develop standards, safety standards for electricity in sleeping environments. Before that, okay, we knew maybe formaldehyde could off-gas from mattresses. We knew that maybe there are certain pesticides in cotton blankets, but there were never any safety standards for electricity or magnetic fields. Now, the Building Biology Institute, which is an international institute out of Santa Fe, New Mexico, mm -hmm. um, they designed these internationally uh, recognized standards. So for thousands of years, humans, we have always been, our body voltage has always been zero volts. And voltage is just the potential of power. It's how much pressure, think of your body as a hose. How, there should be very little built up electrical pressure in your body. Everything should be flowing freely. But if we have a lot of body voltage, that means that our cells are under stress. They're under a lot of pressure. But for thousands of years, there were never any non-negative electromagnetic fields like radio, radar, telegraph. None of that existed for 100,000 years. And in the last 150 years, we've had all these frequencies come in. In the building biology approach that I was trained in, we try to mimic our bedroom to reflect the same ancestral origin as we once had where our body has zero volts running through it when we're sleeping. And why is that important? Because our cells, they divide and repair when we sleep, and they divide and repair along frequencies, anywhere from zero to 75 hertz. Now, uh, hertz is just a cycle per second. So think about your electrical wiring in your home. That's 60 cycles per second, or 60 hertz. It turns out, uh, based on the work of uh, Dr. James Oshman, who wrote Energy Medicine, and the work of uh, scientists at the Building Biology Institute, they've shown that our body regenerates and our cells communicate at anywhere from zero to 75 cycles per second. It's important when we sleep to have our cells communicate, obviously, and you need to have a, a very minimal voltage going through your body because if you have spikes going through your body all the time, that's gonna, that can knock that frequency into a higher mode and then communication systems can break down. So you try to, so how do you build a sleep sanctuary? Number one, you wanna be grounded. That's the most important uh, part of it all. You wanna have a connection to the earth. There's a lot of people that will sell grounding mats, grounding sheets, things that plug into your wall. And those have actually can do a lot more harm than good because most homes, 99% of homes, have what's called dirty electricity that I mentioned before. Mm -hmm. And dirty electricity introduces these transient or foreign spikes of power. So if you, now you're plugging yourself in to the wall, and <clears throat> yeah, you may have a grounded outlet, but if you're getting stray electricity from your neighbor, all of a sudden decides to run his blender 
at in at midnight or the power company is pushing frequencies out, you're going to be disrupted. So how do you build a sleep sanctuary? The most foolproof way is to shut off the power to your bedroom and have a mattress that has no metal in it. Have a bed, don't have a bed frame with any metal in it. You can have just for anybody who wants to relive their college days, you can have one of these like wooden style futons, just like from Ikea, just a wooden style mattress. And then you can layer that with wool mattresses or sorry, a a wooden style bed frame. And then you can layer that with wool, cotton, different types of mattresses. And it's not crazy expensive. It'll probably cost you about $2,500 if you want to do it the right way. Personally, I know it sounds crazy. I sleep in my basement and I sleep on a wool blanket on the concrete <laughs> floor. Wow. And, and my body, you'd be surprised. Your body adjusts and um, I sleep just fine. My, <clears throat> I do have a pretty strong back from doing lots of yoga, tai chi and weightlifting. But you're, you're, you'd be surprised if you're on that cool ground. That's exactly what your body wants. It wants that that what it had for thousands of years, that ground that is just cool, it's regenerating you, and you can fall asleep. But so many of us are lifted up high around this metal frame. We're getting hot in the middle of the night. So notice that I know that not everybody wants to be as hardcore as I am, but you can, yeah, if you don't want to be, there's lots of options out there in terms of creating a sleep sanctuary. So basically, turn the power off, uh, at least your bedroom, and measure your body voltage to know how much if you are getting any because you can have the power off your bedroom but your circuit breaker could be made the wrong way by your electrician so you could still be having stray voltage come in from another room so the best way to do it is test your body voltage and i had this done by a building biologist three years ago they actually tested my voltage and now i do it for myself i created my own meter and it's very easy to do and that's part of the emf 101 course i'm going to teach people how to do this themselves. But yeah, measure that field and then yeah, remove any metal that you don't need in your mattress. And if you can't afford to buy a $3,000 sleeping setup, which I totally understand, I get it. At least shut the power off to your bedroom at night and move your your bed frame uh, about a foot uh, away from the wall just to be safe because there are magnetic fields that will that get attached to these wires throughout your wall and those those can come out and those are actually impossible to shield against magnetic fields so you want to be able to just give yourself some distance again there's so much you can do but it's all little steps and i know this sounds overwhelming for people but you just have to think about how we live for thousands of years and back engineer that and believe me you're going to feel even shutting off the Wi-Fi at night, you'll feel so much better because now your brain doesn't have to hear that background noise. So even if you don't want to go hardcore, shut the power off and sleep on concrete or buy a $3,000 $3, bed with a mattress and everything, there's so much you can do. And just try it. You never know how you're going to feel. So it sounds like what you're saying is that the body acts like an antenna to these Voltage pulses, these this dirty EMF. electricity and EMF and whatnot is what it is. Is that true? Exactly. Yeah, for sure. And even forget about 5G, but let's just say your refrigerator. Let's use that as an example. Make sure that your bed bedroom isn't close to your refrigerator, at least in nine feet from your fridge. Because 
magnetic fields from your refrigerator, anything with a transformer, which most refrigerators have, and they sell low EMF refrigerators too, but most standard refrigerators will give off a strong magnetic field. Now, why is that important when you sleep, when to avoid when you sleep? Because again, our cells divide along magnetic field lines and they all basically divide and repair. So you want to minimize our distance from that because our body will pick up on that field. That's just one thing you can do. And you said you make your own voltage meter? Yeah. Yeah. So you can buy one for about $200 or you can buy a meter that electricians use. It's about 60 bucks. I bought one. Mm-hmm. And then you buy these banana plugs and you put you take one plug and you put it in the earth and you ground it. And then you take another plug and then you just you put it on your finger to make sure that uh, you're not running any straight voltage. So that setup probably cost me, I, I say like about 80 bucks, right? Mm-hmm. So less than half the cost. And I get it. Okay, it's $80. Okay, can I Roman? Can I spend this money? But this is something you're going to have for life, right? This is a meter you can take with you anywhere you go. Right. And you know what I mean? You can now, you can test yourself anytime you want. <laughs> so, sure. And sure. just peace of mind, right? Peace of mind. So 80 bucks is nothing. Right? Sure. What are some safe levels of electricity? For like for body voltage? Yeah, for body voltage, correct. Body voltage is anything less than 10 millivolts per meter. So that's the building biology standard. But you want to be as close to zero as possible. But again, I know it's at least when you sleep, you want that reading under 10 millivolts. During the day, you have a little bit more leeway. It could be around 100 millivolts. You'll be okay. There, there's varying levels of concern. There's no concern, right? Then there's slight. Then there's extreme concerns. Again, you want to make sure that on a chronic, on an everyday level, you're keeping it low. Okay, if there's one day that you're in a telecom, you're at a conference in a big office building or you're surrounded by people in Disney World or something like that, okay, that's one day. But on an everyday level, you just want to make sure you're keeping that consistent so your body can't because our bodies are amazing machines they can repair oh absolutely they just just need to give them a chance (laughs) sure so you mentioned something about there's three tactics that you employ to reduce electrical emfs what are those Um, number one my body so i i look at it as three three skins that we live in so we have our physical skin that we want to treat by absorbing a lot of sunlight namely infrared, red, and UV sunlight, which mm-hmm. is going to help us build our hormones and fight cancer. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah, UV, it, it gets a bad rap so many times, but that's because we always take it out of balance. We get out in the summer without tanning at all or getting any sunlight in the winter. Then we go out in the springtime and we get burnt and then we blame UV light. But UV light is you can think of as the leaves of a tree. It's building that tree up and where the red light is the root system. The red light is penetrating deeper. It's regenerating like you have there, wound healing, hair growth. Mm -hmm. And then once you build your skin with enough of that red light, then you can come in with that purple or UV light 
and then absorb more of that UV light without getting burnt. Because now you have that base tan and you're and now you're able to absorb the higher frequencies, right? It's right. it's think of the the red light as a drummer, right? If you have a crappy drummer in a rock band, it doesn't matter how good your guitarist is, <laughs> the music's gonna sound terrible. That's one thing we can do because our skin has something called melanin. And I wrote a whole subsec article on that. On It's called How to EMF Proof Our Skin. And it'll show you how to use melanin, which is basically a semiconducting computer chip that God gave us to build our immune system that resides in our skin. And it allows us to dissipate and use the electricity in our environment to detox. So it's just the fantastic design that our bodies have. So that's one thing we can do. And then our second skin is our clothing. So what kind of clothing are we wearing on a daily basis? Or do we have piercings all over the place? Do we have tattoos, which also absorb electromagnetic frequencies? Do we have, are we wearing all kinds of metal, right? Uh, or any kind of clothing that may have nanofibers that could have metal particulates. And then finally our house, which is our third skin. How are we treating that third skin? Are we letting it breathe? Are we opening? Are we actually getting sunlight in? Because windows don't bring in sunlight. Windows just bring in light and brightness, but UV doesn't penetrate through windows. Are we opening that, right? Are we getting out? Or, and again, how are we mimicking what our ancestors did as much as possible? It's a holistic approach, but and there's so much more we can do, which is part of this course that I'm teaching now that's really going to hone in on these different facets because... Repairing the damage is one thing, but how we're living day to day is also another thing. And building those yeah. habits back up is very important. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's interesting you say that too, because I know when COVID broke, they were recommending a lot of different types of supplements. And one of them, of course, was vitamin D, but they never really cautioned people about vitamin D because your body produces vitamin D when it's exposed to the sunlight. And that's probably the best form of vitamin D you can get is if you could just get out in the sun a little bit for an hour a day or whatever, take a brisk walk and expose yourself to the sun, you're going to produce vitamin D naturally in your body. When you start taking supplemental vitamin D or any type of oil-based supplement like that, a, what is it? A insoluble vitamin which are a lot of your oil-based vitamins like E and D and whatnot, you risk what's called hypervitaminosis. And we live in a generation where people think more is better. So if they take more vitamin D, the better, and it's the opposite. It'll destroy your, it'll actually, there's a lot of side effects to insoluble vitamins. So the best source of vitamin D is just going out in the sun, walk around for an hour or whatever, and just expose yourself to the sun. The body will produce the vitamin D. Hmm. That's like when you over-calcify the vitaminosis? Calcium is a water-soluble vitamin. Just see, you can take four, five, six, seven, eight thousand milligrams of vitamin C. You're just going to pee it out. Any water-soluble vitamin. But water-insoluble vitamins such as E and D and even cod liver oil, but a lot of your insoluble vitamins, which are a lot of your oil-based vitamins, are very harsh on the body if you take Mm. too much. And a lot of people will take more than less. Okay. 
Yeah, no, because I agree with what you're saying. I guess I, I was asking about the calcium because I've, I've read that you can, your body will then absorb too much calcium because vitamin D is cholecalciferol, right? So if you don't have, if it doesn't get absorbed right with sunlight, then you can calcify your arteries or your organs too much and then lead to osteoporosis and stuff like that. Yeah, you really don't need vitamin D, like I said. You can get that in the sun. I think that whole thing about, oh, it helps with COVID and this and that was that. We had the lockdown, so a lot of people were in the house. So they weren't producing a lot of vitamin D. But that right there, that advice was horrible. And then there was never a conversation about the immune system during COVID. But that's a whole other topic we can even get into, is the whole COVID thing. But. uh, Share with the listeners and viewers of the Medical Truth Podcast about your course. And Yeah, no, thanks again for letting me talk about it here. So this, again, is based in the building biology approach of holistic living. and But there's other courses out there on EMF that you could find online. Our course is different because it focuses on the tech addictive aspect. And mm-hmm. even things like body language and how body language can impact our psychology, our neurotransmitters throughout the day, and how to snap out of that with positive body language and how we can actually become more confident, how our children can have greater connection on a day-to-day life uh, and during their day-to-day lives. But um, the course will teach you basically everything you ever wanted to know or need to know about EMF. And this isn't just about 5G or wireless radiation. It includes things like magnetic fields, our home wiring. It'll help you consult with an electrician to tell them what wiring errors they may want to look out for or inspect. Because a lot of times just basic wiring errors can cause magnetic fields that are harmful. But there's five modules. And the first one is just a one-on-one breakdown of the eight different types of magnetic fields. The second one, it teaches all about health effects, like basically how obesity and diabetes can be linked to electromagnetic fields and how blue light can affect those conditions as well and what you can do about it. Module three is how to reduce EMFs in your home. The fourth module will go through how to measure EMFs and as well as how to build your own body meter. And the fifth module, we'll talk about how to repair EMF damage in your body with nutrition and precision time sunlight. And then there's a sixth module, which is a bonus module, which is going to include lifetime access to all past and future courses, as well as access to the Power Circle community, which will have other EMF health advocates on there as well, where you can constantly ask us questions anytime. And there's 26 total lessons along with 26 hours or along with 26 quizzes, over six hours of instructional content and videos and downloadable resources that you have for life, as well as six one hour calls over this course of six weeks that you'll have with myself. And Dana will will also be joining us as well, talking about the sleep aspect and insomnia because that's something that she actually helped herself transcend she got herself off all the sleeping pills and is sleeps very well now and and that's what i'm finding a lot is many people are just there's not any one health issue a lot of people have it's just everybody's chronically fatigued and burnt out 
And I found that just reducing the overall EMF load, which is an unnecessary toxin in our environment, people do feel a lot better. And, And that's what I'm passionate about. Again, I'm trying to help people with empowering them with knowledge so they don't have to run to the doctor. They don't have to run to Amazon and buy vitamin D supplements. <laughs> All they need to do is figure out what is causing the low vitamin D or iron deficiency in the first place. Right. So again, this all these modules are available for life and, and it's a work in progress as well. I'm constantly revising, but uh, the course will be released uh, in February. So registration closes on February 12th, um, but we'll have our first round in February. Nice. And that's the website that's being displayed right there, correct? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the powercouple.ca. Yeah. And that's actually being scrolled at the bottom there of this podcast, of this yep. podcast, of the Medical Truth Podcast. And then also you do a as you mentioned earlier, a podcast with your wife, and that's right here. It's called yes. the Power Couple Podcast, right? Yes, yes, yeah. And um, yeah, we help people power on with the sun, power off addictive technology, and yes. we also help people with power through life with relationships because beautiful everything, all relationships start with you, and that's what Absolutely. we're all about. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure to have you on the Medical Truth Podcast, Roman. And we'll get your wife on with you and we'll discuss insomnia. This won't be the first nor the last uh, podcast with you and your wife, hopefully. So I look forward to that. Thank you so much for your time on the Medical Truth Podcast. Thank you. Thank you, James, for everything you do. And thank you to the listeners. Feel free to reach out to me anytime. Info at thepowercouple.ca. Mm-hmm. Subscribe to our Substack and thank you so much for listening. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Medical Truth Podcast. For the latest episode, go to www.medicaltruthpodcast.com. You can also find the Medical Truth Podcast on Rumble, YouTube, as well as the major podcast platforms like Apple Podcast, Spotify, Substack, and iHeart. <laughs>